0: Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 167. Once again, you've got Chris and Brian. And this time around, we're going to talk about a recent handgun training event. Um, It was raining. It was daylight. We did a modified version of the T-Max Inc. um, Blaze X that basically resulted in the Blaze X getting gripped in Day's Insanity sauce. Uh, it, was, it burns! <laughs> it, it caused a lot of people to mess things up in many different ways. It was a really good time.
1: Yeah, since, since you have all the words, and you have the degree for all the words and the use of the words um, in a way that makes sense, I'm going to let you try and explain it, uh, because I'm pretty sure you explained it correctly, but next to nobody heard it right. Ah, yes.
0: Yeah, so um, if you're not familiar with the Blaze X drill, um, pause this. Google y- yes. T Inc., or Pat Mac, um, Blaze X, and that will give you the, the understanding for what the general um, Blaze X is. Uh, it's basically you take – you make an X out of cones. All the cones are about five yards apart. Yep. Um, you, all, you start in the middle. Um, you go to each cone, each corner. Um, hit, make a hit, come back to the middle, you end in the middle. Make a hit in the middle uh, every a, time. Hit, yeah, make a hit in the middle every time. Uh, it's relatively straightforward. The target, the official target is at 12 o'clock. Um, it's a really good drill for footwork, for presentations, um, for figuring out how to you know safely move uprange, downrange, laterally, diagonally, whatever, you know, well, with and, the pistol. And I would also in. say
1: that the footwork, obviously, is part of it because you're moving. But a big part of it, too, is we talk about, you know, the, the confirmation, like sight confirmation, confirmation one, yep. two, and three. Um, it, at the close cone, you might be able to shoot confirmation one. At the middle cone, you might need confirmation two. Back cone, you might need confirmation three. So it also helps you work on that. How set do you need to be in each position and how perfect is everything you need to be? Because in some of the positions, you're a lot further from the target than you are in the others. And which way are you moving, et cetera? yeah, so I mean it's it's this is a really interesting drill for a lot of different things if you've got good foundational skills and you're safe moving up and down range with a with a hot weapon, so just be aware of that yeah, yep, yeah don't don't try this at home <laughs> so cool,
0: yeah, so the version that we did um, take take a line through the diagonal from the top left through the bottom right, sure, and extending out of the top left, go I don't know ten twelve yards or whatever. Sure. And put a, put a six-inch plate um, from the two cones on the left, go straight out. Uh, again, probably 10, 10 yards, Ish, seven probably, yards. Yeah, seven inch. to 10, something like that. It's, a um, di- it's not a diagonal now. Yeah, so. off the off the top left cone, um, we had a quarter size ipsic plate. Yep. And then if you ran a, a horizontal line across the top two cones, you're going 90 degrees out to the left. Yep. Um, there was another... Um, quarter size ipsic plate yeah you know that would basically be at that the left so there's now you know a left a diagonal and then a top yeah Uh, if you were on the left two cones you shot the plate at 12 o'clock if you were in the center you shot the 90 degree or i'm sorry the 45 45, degree the diagonal plate the six inch plate and if you were on the right side you shot the the plate at Nine o'clock.
1: On your left, essentially. On your yeah. left. Um, yeah. And as you're, as you're setting this up, make sure you've got either the X oriented appropriately, so it's a plus to the backstop if you don't have a corner. If you have a corner you can use, make sure you're oriented into that corner appropriately and safely. Uh, make sure that that is safe for your facility and allowed by said facility. Uh, but either way, um, this the the having to make a decision about where you were going next and then which target you were engaging from the correct position, etc., um, was was something that a couple of us, me, couldn't handle. Um, I, I brain cramped that the first time. I went the exact opposite because I, I just heard it wrong. Um, but we had a few people struggle with that all the way through the end of the drill. They're in one place pointing one way and and it's like, oh, no, the other way. And, and so it's mental, one of those mental acuity kind of tolerance stacking or decision-making task stacking kind of things that probably shouldn't have been as hard as it ended up being yeah Yeah.
0: i mean we've been running the the standard blaze x drill since i'm saying at least like 2015 yeah forever um we shoot it probably three or four times a year yep um yeah this (laughs) there was all kinds of hilarity that ensued yeah uh pretty much everyone forgot about the idea of coming into position ready to shoot yeah um the, that was something you know, we worked on kind of all winter, and that yeah. mostly went out the window. Yep. Uh, yeah. The thing with Blaze X is you have to keep in mind where you've been and then where you need to go, mm-hmm. so you get to all of the places. And then adding in the other things just kind of made it really hard for a lot of people to remember where they'd been and where they needed to go.
1: Yeah. And the the I think probably the the interesting part for me though was that. Was that how many people just kind of drop the idea of being ready to go? Obviously, if you're moving up range, you know you can't. It's difficult to get into position because you're basically turning um, back toward the target array again. So, are you moving safely? Where's the gun pointed? Are you are you sole? Are you down? Are you high port? Are you doing whatever to do safely move? Um, So I get when you're moving up range, turning and getting into position, but moving moving back toward the target array and getting into position. Uh, there are a lot of folks who, like, like you said, the, the the coming into position ready to fire, which is something that saves you a quarter to a half a second easy, yeah. um, was li- literally just went out the window for the first run. Once it was pointed out, then when we came back to it, it was significantly better. But it was one of those things that you know we've been working on, um, and, and myself included, just kind of it's kind of like wow, yeah, probably not. Don't have that ingrained yet, apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The shooting aspect of it. There were very, very few misses, even on the small plate. Um, you know, when you start talking the kind of distance, we're talking about a six-inch plate while you're running, your heart rate's up, you're moving into different positions and trying to solve the problem. Um, a six-inch plate shouldn't be a real big deal, and, and it wasn't. So I was glad to see that. The marksmanship was there. The driving the gun was yeah. there. Um, but the the brain-using aspect was melting. <laughs> I'm telling you, Daisy Sandy sauce is hot. Yeah. It's hot. It melts stuff. Yeah,
0: this drill got spicy.
1: This drill got spicy. Yes, indeed. So, um, guys, the the like, like we were saying earlier, taking this Blaze X drill and and changing it up to to add some thinking to it. Um, this this was probably the most complicated version of it we've done. Just because you're crossing this way, crossing that way, or whatever, still shouldn't have been a big deal in my opinion, yeah. but it was for me, so Mia culpa. Um, but this is also a drill that we've done where you line a target up with the left side cones. You put a target in front of the middle cone and put a target in front of the right side cones, and or you shoot. One hand, right hand from the right side, one hand, left hand from the left side, both hands from the middle. There's a bunch of different ways you can cross this drill up and make it more challenging, make you think a little bit harder or whatever. Um, as long as you've got you know, some folks that you're training with or yourself, as long as you can move safely, as long as you have a safe place to do this and you can move safely with a gun. Um, and, and if you can't, I would tell you to walk the drill rather than run it you yeah. know, and get used to that and get used to moving around. Uh, but there's some things that you can bring to it. The Blaze X is a pretty versatile drill. And I would say just a straight-up Blaze X is also a decent baseline. Yeah. Um, just as one of those kind of metric drills. How are you moving? How are you seeing? Are you coming to position ready or not? Because those couple seconds will add up quickly because yeah. there's a fair number of shots in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was, it was fun. Um, it was fun making fun of each other, uh, but it was fun, too.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, from there, uh, we set up, kind of split the range in half, um, set up a cone at, I don't know, seven, seven or eight yards, and then one at about 18 so starting at 18, make one hit on the Ipsy plate, run up to the close one, make a hit there, and then run back to the far one. Yep. That was just kind of to work on that, you know, coming into position, ready to shoot, um, get some draw strokes in, you know, kind of work, kind of rehone the fundamentals that seemingly went out the window. Yes,
1: yes, yes, and it, and it, it was needed, um, and it was interesting too because um, there was there was a little bit of a pee-pee smacking verbally, you know, hey, knuckleheads, uh, we just did this and pretty much nobody did. Something we've been working on for I don't know the last 12 hours or 10 hours of training. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that that kind of brought everybody's focus back to where it should be. Um, got a, again movement, getting into position, coming in with a gun up and stuff like that. The footwork aspect of this guys is is not it's not just a competition thing. Um, and the reason why you would never want to get in a gunfight with a USPSA A class or Master class or GM shooter um, is because not only are they faster out of the holster, faster on the trigger, faster on the sights, they're probably faster with their feet too. Um, they just may not think to get behind cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then from from that uh, added another cone, uh, initially like halfway between at a slight diagonal. Um, so you started started the back cone, moved up to the the middle cone, and then went up to the close cone, and then came all the way back to the far cone. Yeah. Uh, and that was about I don't know, like about a five yard. Movement each time. Yep. Uh, So did that a number of times, and then we moved that middle cone closer to the far cone. Uh, So it was about a three yard Mm -hmm. thing, three yard movement, and then uh, like a seven yard ish movement to the far cone or to the close to the the cone close to the target. Yeah. Uh, And then move that to the other, the middle cone to the other side. Um, That a bunch of times, and it was really taking a look at you know how fast can you move three yards? How fast can you move five yards? How fast can you move seven yards? And then obviously the, the 10 yards coming back was in the other direction. Sure. Getting spun around. Uh, and then, you know, what distances are you unmounting the gun? What yeah. distances are you keeping the gun? Basically in position, ready to fire. Um, you know, how quickly can you take two or three steps? You know, how fast can you sprint and yeah. then slow down? You know inside that seven yard distance
1: yeah and if you look at like you know and i think one of the metrics that we came up with um and then later in confirmation or later in we do an after action after you know our training night and we kind of discuss what we did one of the things that came up are that there are a number of of trainers who have very very real world experience both both in the competition shooting world and in the uh military world or or real world world gunfight world and one of the things that they train is that, you know, based on athleticism or whatever, whatever that two to three yards is, you're probably not coming off the gun. You're probably not coming much off the sights or anything else. You're maybe doing, as you're moving, the visual, the eye shift, if there's an eye shift target to target, or that movement, and then turreting the gun and keeping it pretty much up and on the target the entire time, because you don't have enough time to get into a running mentality where you're moving both arms, taking a hand off the gun, etc. at three yards, two to three yeah. yards, going maybe to six Um, maybe you're doing something a little bit different at six yards, um, you know, but then going on the longer distance, now you're, now you're, that's high port and you're running with the gun, um, you know, as best you can being safe with the muzzle position and stuff like that. Um, You know, especially coming back up range, Uh, you know, a lot of this stuff we see guys do and and myself included, there are a couple of times where you, you just, you do inefficient stuff because of, flat-range theatrics. You're trying to keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. In the real world, safe direction will likely either be straight up or straight down. So you're either going to be at port or you're going to be at, at Sewell or some manner of, and it doesn't have to be the tucked in both hands on the gun, palms, blah, 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 doing that kind of crap. It can literally just be with the gun tucked in. But when you start bringing the gun in tight like that, it might help you secure the gun. And I think there's an argument that port's better for securing the gun than Sewell to some extent. And if you understand the history of Seoul, then you'll understand that it was never about protecting the gun. It was about not shooting your buddy. Um, but either way, you know, there's a little bit of how you're moving with the gun that comes into play. And it's moving with the gun is very different at two to three yards than it is at, at six to nine yards. And then beyond that, at, you know, 20, 30 yards, whatever, it's a whole different ballgame. You're just running with the gun. Um, but understand that when you're on a shooting range or training facility or when there are other people around or this, that, or the other, the gun's got to be pointed somewhere safe. So figure that part out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it also takes a big look into, you know, the further the distance, the more you can crank down and drop and move aggressively and go to. Um, and that, that's something I think a lot of us are trying to move carefully because we're on gravel and we don't want to, you know, eat gravel and fall down and stuff like that because that's less safe. Than it could be not unsafe, yeah. but less safe than it could be. Um, so there's a little bit of how aggressively are you moving and training some of that stuff on in a more real world environment, concrete floor or blacktop parking lot, etc., or grass or whatever that might even be more slick. But looking at what can you do, and all this can be done without a gun. All this yeah. can be done as as literally like shuttle runs, um, you know, different kind of use, sprints use and stuff Nerf like guns. that. Using Nerf gun would be great, you know, airsoft, whatever. Um, but these that quick explosive movement to another place might be a point of cover or just might be a better angle point of domination, or did I mention the better angle? Because the civilian, you know, you got to know your target foreground yeah. background, you know, and what's going on. Um, and so the, I, I like the explosive movement aspect of that drill and the different distances, because it makes you think about what you're doing and making sure you're coming into the position already up, no matter what it is, yeah. no matter what it is. And that's got everybody back on track for going back to the Blaze X.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So then we we finished out the night with um, redoing the blaze X from the beginning. Yeah, but this time we added barrels. Yeah. So it became kind of a simulated tactical scenario type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the middle and the front two um, had stacked, you know, fifty five gallon barrels. Yeah. And then the back two positions were a single barrel. Uh, with the expectation you could you know go to a knee and use yeah. it for cover
1: or prone. If or you're prone. crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think we had anybody nobody that
0: crazy. That. Nobody does that. Uh, yeah, it was interesting, you know, to then kind of be like, oh, well, depending on which position I'm going to, which target am I now needing to get cover from?
1: Yeah, how am I orienting uh, myself? Or how am cover?
0: I orienting myself? Uh, things got things got cranked up to eleven. Yep, uh, in a hurry.
1: Yep. Yeah, um, and it's some of yeah, a lot of this we had guys, you know, that are. Again, back to that little meltdown about trying to figure out which which target you're engaging and finding out that you're on the you're literally exposing your entire side to the target you're supposed to be engaging because you're not thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the saying, ma'am? The Department of Defense regrets to inform you that your son is dead. Son's because he was dead stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that that, that was a, definitely would have been the case here in a few different instances for all of us, I think, at one time or another. Um, but it was, uh, it, it was interesting watching people move and orient themselves to that. Also, bearing in mind, a lot of these drills where we talk about multiple targets that we're engaging for different positions and things of that nature, you can look at this as you're in a fight with 28 bad guys, or you can look at this as the bad guys in 28 different positions, and it's one bad guy moving or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, it's probably more realistic to think of this as one bad guy that's in different places as you move, you know, he or she moves, whatever. Um, and the conversation is that gunfights are, you know, fights are rarely static events. Um, so understanding that you're moving from different thing to different thing. Well, now I'm exposed to three guys. Well, that would be a shit sandwich and that's kind of a bad day. So figure it out, burn one to the ground and deal with what's left. Um, but if you think of it as one person, then you're in, you're worried about where your cover orientation is for that threat at that moment, if we assume it's one yeah. guy. Does that make sense? Yeah. I say that. Okay. Yeah. So bear- Yeah. So if you're looking at some of these multiple target arrays, think of it in that fashion. It's one person moving, and you're engaging them rather than you know you're you're t- it's a twenty-eight on one. I'm not Jackie Chan, so my chances are probably pretty slim. So
0: yeah.
1: Or Jet Li. Or John Claude Van Damme.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry. Sorry, I got off track there. Too much coffee.
0: Or not <laughs> enough. <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> what are the other? I don't know. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: The the cover the use of cover um you know coming into cover positions, Yep. You know, gun up, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, became a lot more interesting. Yep. Um seeing guys be able to, you know, to get down and then get back up quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh some people or did not. that or some people just didn't do it at all. uh <laughs> some people did the picking on you, blue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, the Apata, like the barrel was the X, they were one step off of the X, so they were
1: okay. completely safe. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. 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 And I, and I will say that there's, again, going back to, is the target array all trying to kill you or is the target array, you know, you're assuming it's one guy moving. That's where that orientation aspect comes in. If you come in and you're hugging the target because you're trying to hide from three people at once behind one light pole, a la Tom Arnold and True Lies, um, you know, that's, that's probably a bad day. Um, But it also forces you to do things like the full Sabrina around cover where you're bringing, you know, the gun in your face up muzzle-wise straight up and trying to work around a pole that if you knew there was only one bad guy or you thought there was only one bad guy, you would come in off the target enough that you could have the gun extended and then press out. And so it's some guys that, you know, and and maybe that wasn't clear that it was one person that we were engaging, but it was said. It just may not have registered like anything else for that drill I guess maybe maybe that was just the drill that no one the drill that no one heard so there was a lot of
0: mind eraser going on yeah
1: absolutely so yeah without even a mind eraser so um but yeah you know again back to you know back to footwork back to the reality of coming into a position gun up ready to go whether it's behind cover or not um I, I don't care if you're a little slower because you're moving into position gun up ready to go but you're behind cover and then you press out that's totally cool uh, the other thing I saw too is that we didn't have very many guys and maybe it's because we were throwing reminders I mean gravel um, that that were popping out if they had a reload or something like that they yeah. weren't popping out from the same place repeatedly so um, maybe we've got that to think sink through some skulls temporarily anyway we'll yeah. see we'll see what the longevity is on that what the retention is on that but yeah, yeah. so yeah so again, um, pretty I, again, I like the progression of the night. Um, I like the fact that the night shoved some stuff down people's throats that they weren't doing well and made them close their mouths and chew on it, um, and 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 I think everybody walked away, if not physically a better shooter, mentally a better shooter, um, you know, for the night anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: there's definitely a need to do, call it geometry and problem solving in yes. real time. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, with an elevated heart rate, um, with your buddies looking at you. Yeah. Some pressure. Um, Whatever yeah, pressure. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure.
1: Whatever pressure. Yeah. Any. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. absolutely. So, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Guys, if you're, you know, get out and do some stuff like this. See, even if you don't have a facility where you can do it live, you can, as, as goofy as this sounds, you can do it with Nerf guns. You can do it airsoft. You can do it with paintball guns. You can do it uh, with a CERT pistol or something like that, too. If you get a reflective target out there, the footwork and the trigger pull, the use of cover, the thinking, the movement, all that stuff, none of that changes with the bang. It's all exactly the same. Um maybe being behind cover is a little more critical. But other than that, none of the stuff we were shooting at was shooting back. So yeah. yeah. Honestly, if
0: you're dealing with nerf guns or airsoft guns, you could have somebody at one of the positions shooting back at you if you screwed it
1: up. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you didn't use cover appropriately or whatever. Yeah, yeah for sure. So um and if you're gonna do that, give that guy like a full auto uh rifle airsoft gun so it actually stings and actually or maybe even get him a get him a freaking uh what are those things called? Sims. Get them a Sims yeah. gun and let them let him pop you with that. That'll teach you yep. to stay behind cover. So Yeah, anyway. So, good stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, on that note, as we come across interesting drills and things and whatnot, um, they get posted up to our social media. You can follow us along on Facebook and at Instagram. On Facebook, search for Cap City Outfitters. On Instagram, we are Cap City Outfitters 2. Uh, on our website, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Also on the website, you can sign up for our email newsletter that comes out on Fridays, uh, or drop us an email to info at capsityoutfitters.com, and we will sign you up for the newsletter list. Uh, And then visit us at the store. We're here Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5. Uh, We're at 4465 Cemetery Road in Hilliard. Uh, We're in front of the Ollie's and next to Louis Fusion Grill.
1: Try the Mafongo.